If you're watching episode three, um, you will notice I'm wearing the same clothes as I was wearing in episode two. Um, this is not an accident. It was not done on purpose. Or it's not an accident, nor was it done on purpose. Um, it is purely because I recorded episode two about 10 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> it's still the same evening as recording episode two. It's still Friday the 25th of March, um, 2022. And uh, I recorded episode two and it was flowing really, really well. Really, really nicely. I was really pleased with, with how, I, uh, how I spoke, what I was saying, you know, all those kind of things. And it just worked and it just I, it was just gelling. So I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna go straight on to episode three. So I've just gone and got another cup of tea. Um, and yeah, and, and that's it, I'm gonna roll straight into episode three. If you're listening to this, you're like, what the fuck's he going on about? Um, but there you go, that's it. So let's crack on to episode three. This is Entrepreneur Life with me, Joel Campbell, and I am an entrepreneur. Now this is going to be really interesting this part because uh, today I'm going to pick up this, um, this belief I have about how entrepreneurs are born and not made. And I guess it's that, you know, I hear this question spoke about all the time and again I've you know, I was listening to some of the early Stephen Bartlett um, uh, podcasts, I was listening to some other podcasts of the day, I was listening to Jordan Peterson, I was listening to some Gary v Vaynerchuk, Gary V. Um, there's a couple of new people I'm listening to, their names elude me at the moment, but, and you know, all the time I hear this question, um, are entrepreneurs born or are they made? And you know, there's loads of different opinions and it's individualized. So, you know, this, this is my individual opinion of it. And right now, I believe that entrepreneurs are born and not made. Um, and I'm going to go on to talk about that in, in this episode. I'm going to go on to give you my reasons behind that. Um, before I do that, though, I've, I've, I've got my computer in front of me. If, 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 you're, if you're watching this, you'll see it's a Mac. Um, I'm all on brand. I love brands. I think brands are such a positive thing. And for me, I'm, I'm definitely about the Apple brand. If you know me, if you follow me, if you've seen everything that I do, you will know I'm all about the Apple brand. Um, firstly, because I think their products are fantastic. Um, I love the whole ethos of how it was created from a customer perspective first, customer experience and work their way backwards. I think that was genius. And, and we build a lot of our products like that. And I follow a lot of Apple's um, makeup and modeling, and, and I'll explain why in a second. Um, I think Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak and the, you know the top team at Apple and even the you know the the rest of the management teams and even even you know people that aren't in management absolutely fucking geniuses you know come up with some brilliant stuff and I thought Steve Jobs was you know a real visionary and a and a, and a real force. Um, I also think he was probably not the I'm not going to say not nice but not an easy man to work with um, and I don't know him obviously I've never met him um, and very sadly he's passed away now of course um, but he just I guess has that approach of vinegar he is a hard taskmaster and I guess there's nothing wrong with that if that's your way and I've managed in that way it's not my way anymore which I'm very very pleased to say uh, but I'm not what Gary V would say either which is all the honey um, which is, you know, his way, very, very kind of, I guess, kind of soft and kind of, you know, open and empathetic in the way he is. And, you know, I'd love to be more like that, but it's just not me. And I have to be true to me. 
So I would say I'm somewhere kind of in the middle. I've got honey and I've got vinegar. Um, and depending on what's going on and depending on you know, our, 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 our time um, will depend on what you get. Some people do get vinegar, I'm not going to lie, but they also get honey. Um, I like to think fundamentally I'm more honey than vinegar. Anyway, I've gone off point slightly. Um, but yeah, so I think Apple are a great brand. Um, there's a numerous things I'll probably talk about in, in podcasts in the future and reference to about, about Apple. Um, one of the things I spoke about in episode two was about listening and taking advice and really following advice of people that have done it or not following advice of people that haven't. One of the reasons I love following what Apple do, one of the reasons I, I, I listen and I watch and I, I take on board and then I embed their business practices, they are one of, if not, I think still the most successful business ever. And certainly they were the highest valued company ever. Now you do not get to that point unless you know what the hell you're doing. So why would you not listen? There goes Siri. Why would you not listen to the team at Apple? Because they clearly know what they're doing. Um, and one of the things I saw Steve Jobs talk about a long, long time ago now, I remember seeing the video, is he spoke about how he had structured Apple to run as a startup so they could continuously move and adapt, respond, react, and just, just move very, very fast. And I just thought that's such a good way of running a company. Um, and I've certainly do that with our tourist attractions that predominantly are quite slow to move businesses is I want our businesses fast you know I want them able to, to respond I, I want them to to a degree to be able to react and I want them to be able to spin on a sixpence so if we're not getting it right we can change it and get it right very very fast and if something switches or changes in the market we can adapt very very quickly to that is one of the reasons why during COVID we were still predominantly successful, we were successful, despite the fact we were closed, despite the fact we had to do, I think it was nearly, oh, I can't remember what it was now, 25,000 pounds worth of refunds in the first three or four days of COVID lockdown, originally when it hit in 2020. Despite all of that, and despite being closed for so many months, and despite all the financial challenges that we all faced, we were able to succeed and grow during that period of time because the way I built and designed the companies allowed us to adapt very, very fast. Within days, we were, we were on it. And I was only able to do that because I'd learned the lessons that somebody else had learned. They'd made the mistakes, shared the lesson, I listened, I took it on board, I adapted to that, I followed good advice, and that's what saw us right. It was that straightforward. And that's what TCG is about. And I picked that up in episode one. Um, anyway, gone completely off point. Here we go. Back to the whole reason. Entrepreneurs are born and not made. The reason I've got my Mac in front of me is because here I've got two blogs that I wrote um, a lot, long time ago. One of them that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to read probably most of it is a couple of paragraphs. Um, I wrote back on um, the uh, 5th of May 2016. So you know, six years ago I wrote this, and it was not you know I, I I was I guess ten months into the prison business by this point, and I had a real fixation in my head about this entrepreneur, this difference between entrepreneurs and business people. So I'm going to read that because it's going to allow you to see how I've changed my opinion, and therefore how it might change again going forwards. 
I'm then going to read um, just a little segment from, a, from another blog that I wrote, which was actually, I think, seven months later, uh, at the beginning of January 2017. So, so this one that I'm going to pick up first is, like I say, I wrote this on the 11th of May 2016. So, and you have to bear with me because I, I don't read so good. Um, okay, entrepreneur. I'm not sure what it is about that word, but I just find it hard to put myself into this category. Everybody has at least one word that they don't like. It gives you the shudders. Nobody can explain why it does. It just does. I have a friend who hates the word sludge and my sister can't stand the word replenish. For me personally, it's the word entrepreneur. And it's not that I hate the word, it's just I feel as if it's become popular, almost like a badge of honour used by fresh, used by those that are fresh face who are yet to have their first business failure. It's as if people use it in an attempt to sound powerful and successful, although it may well just happen to be the people I meet that act this way. Don't get me wrong, I respect anybody trying to make a go of it on their own and wish them the best of success. I run my business. I have run companies from start to finish by myself and with employees, and I've always referred to myself as a businessman, not an entrepreneur. I think for me, this stems from doing things as an individual and doing things in teams. I see entrepreneurs as individuals who are self-orientated, i.e. they run as a single person business working in silos, whereas I see a business person working as part of a larger team who collaborate to achieve a joint vision. For me, this is definitely the right way. Ever heard the saying that two minds are better than one? This to me means if you can get a hundred minds all pushing the same direction and trying to achieve the same goal, then that's a winning formula. So for the time being, I refer to myself as a businessman and not an entrepreneur. So I wrote that in 2016, like I say, and to me, that's so powerful to go back and reread because it wasn't that I hated the word, and I know exactly where I was coming from when I wrote this, I, I know it. I didn't dislike the word entrepreneur, in the same way that my sister hates the word replenish, and my friend hates the word sludge. <laughs> Funny enough, I'm gonna stay with this week, so I'm gonna, I, I forgot all about that, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna say to him a few times, sludge. Um, uh, it's not that I dislike the word, it's that I disliked the way it was being used and, and how it was being, I, I guess, Oops, sorry, just turning off my, turn off my camera. Um, I disliked the way it was cool. And back in 2016, you know, before COVID, things have changed now, um, of course. Um, I think, I, I met loads of people at this point. I'd, I'd just come out of working in London. I was meeting entrepreneurs left, right, and said, oh, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur. And it just kind of felt like everyone was using that as their badge to kind of go, hey man, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm really cool. And uh, I don't know why I use that voice for it, but it just, fucking ground my gears man it just really wound me up the wrong way and the last thing I wanted to be associated with was that world because that wasn't me because I knew I'd already had business failure I knew the pain I had 82,000 pounds worth of debt a bailiff's bang on the door we'd lived off pasta for weeks on end because we couldn't afford everything else and you know we just we just were we were just almost thanking our lucky stars that our our child was our second child was still kind of had just been breastfeeding, so we didn't have another mouth to feed in the same way. 
And it was just, you know, it was so difficult, it was so hard, it put so much strain on, on me and Emma and our families that it just kind of really pissed me off that people were using this word as something cool. So I really pushed away from it. Um, which, you know, I've, I've, I've come back around to. Um, and actually, I'm, I'm quite pleased that I think one of the outcomes of COVID has been that people don't see entrepreneurship as cool anymore because so many people struggled and it became quite apparent that, you know, lots of people were going to fail in, in the COVID times. And I think what it did is it whittled out a lot of the, the fake entrepreneurs that aren't really entrepreneurs. They're just kind of, you know, I guess, pretending to be entrepreneurs. Or, I, I don't know. I, I, I say that with a bit of hesitancy because I don't like to put anybody down. It's not my nature. It's not my nature anymore. Certainly has been in the past, and as I said, I'll be incredibly honest on this on this podcast. And I said in episode one, I think it was, I'll upset people without a doubt. I'll say too much. I'll cause controversy. I'll probably do myself out of business and like different business dealings. I'll probably upset certain people. But I'm gonna be as honest as I possibly can because I think that's really important. I can't achieve my why without honesty. So apologies if that upsets people or if I put something in the wrong context and uh, offend anybody. It's not my intention. I then wrote another blog um, in 2017, so it was seven months afterwards basically, and just kind of following up on it. And it was it was off the back of doing some work with a PR agency. And um, I was writing here, I can, I can see it, that um, uh, on the continuation of my last blog, Entrepreneur versus Businessman, that was the title. For me, this is all about identity and how I perceive myself. I'm not somebody who is overly worried about what others think about me but I do believe the way you perceive yourself will have a huge impact on how others see you. Along with continuing to build my two businesses under our parent company, I've been looking at my identity and how I refer to myself. Previously, I wrote about not liking the word entrepreneur as it felt too popular and in fashion, preferring to think of myself as a businessman. While I still think very much of myself as a businessman, I have come around more to the thought of referring to myself as an entrepreneur. But business with an entrepreneur, I don't feel like I'm a finished article of either. And this has led me down a new path, one that I'm very excited about, and one that I'm taking my first steps of walking down. I have always had strong opinions. Um, <laughs> Jesus, I'm just reading this now, sorry. I have always had strong opinions and been happy disclosing these. In recent years, I have learned to be a little more reserved and appropriate. In addition, I have grown and learned a lot of new lessons, expanding my knowledge and understanding. I now find myself leading a small group of businesses where I hand out advice, motivation, and still belief to my teams on a daily basis. This has brought me to a place where I want to take this further and wider, sharing my journey, the positives and the negatives with everybody across the world who wants to listen. Thankfully, we live in a world where social media is at the forefront and sharing your story across the globe is now easier than ever. I'm just gonna take a pause there because it's so powerful that, that for me that paragraph talks about you know the beginning the very very beginning part of that journey so back in 2017 I've been doing what I've been I've been running the jails I've been churning into a successful business for maybe maybe 16 months something like that um, and I'd still you know still tens of thousands of pounds in debt but I was starting to go down that road and I spoke about in episode two how I'm now there to be able to start driving it forwards but I was trying to do this you know, five years ago, just over five years ago, I was trying to do this. It's taken me that long to be able to get to here. And Christ, patience. 
Okay, that's really pissed me off because I was chatting for about four minutes when my camera wasn't actually bloody on. I don't know what happened, but for some reason it turned itself off. Fucking Apple, <laughs> bloody Apple. Um, so apologies, so two seconds. Good job I'm in a good place, I'm be flipping tables and throwing mats. Um, okay, so I was, I was just talking about where, where I was and talking about how we had to get back into the flow and remember the four minutes that I missed. Um, yeah, talk, talking about that, you know, that was such a, a, a powerful time for me because that's what I've been trying to do. And I'm, I'm just gonna go on and read these last two paragraphs here. As I embark on the next step of my journey, it's become apparent I need to decide how I refer to myself and in turn, how others would refer to me. It's important that those who follow my story realize this is my journey. It's not the finished article, anything but. However, what it will tell is the trials and tribulations of a businessman, uh, businessman faces on a day-to-day -day basis, from paying staff to marketing products, dirty toilets to broken windows, VAT to legal disputes and everything in between. My story begins from here, the story of a businessman who works hard, is motivated and passionate about what he does. A man on his way to success. It may not be perfect, it may not be pretty, and it's by no means finished, but it's real and it's happening now. Follow me, follow my story. The story of an unfinished entrepreneur. And what I was talking about there was how, un that, that's all my words, that's my why, it's my belief. I talked about it in episode two, I'm not gonna keep going on about it. Um, and it's taken me five years from the point where I already knew what my why was to get to start actually fucking living it and doing it. And there's various reasons why, why the why has taken so long. Um, and you know, I've spoken about those in other things, I'll speak about those more, but I'm there, that's the key thing. And the unfinished entrepreneur bit was, and that was something the PR company came up with. So I'd spoken to them about kind of, you know, what I was doing and they were like, hey, tell us about, and they're, they're brilliant, I loved them. They were great, I'd had really bad experience with PR companies in the past, in my first company. So, I was really pleased when I met these guys and they, they were so nice. And I spoke to them about what I did and what I was going and what my vision was and stuff. And, and first of all, they wanted to brand me as, as the governor. Um, and, and it just never felt right at all because A, I wasn't a governor and joked about it, but I wasn't a governor. And also the prisons was just, I say just, is one of our businesses. It's not everything we do. It's, it's a part of what we do. It's not what we do. Um, so, so I wasn't keen on that. So they came up with the Unfinished Entrepreneur, which is cool and you know, it kind of follows what I was doing, but again, it just, I just wanted to be me. I, I didn't want a brand, I didn't want this kind of, this, this mask, I guess, or this thing. I just wanted to be Joel, and that was so key to me, just being Joel. Um, so I don't know, maybe 12, 18 months, I used Unfinished Entrepreneur, it just didn't feel right. And, Finally, I dropped it and I went back to just being Joel, Joel Seb Campbell and, and my social media handles. And, and it was like a, a bit of a weight was lifted or a bit of a breath of fresh air because I just, I could just be me. It didn't feel like I had to put something on to be something else. I was just Joel. And it was interesting because I, I, I'll come back to that now because um, I, I, I love the hashtag join Joel. I think it's great. It, it came out of nowhere. I was chatting with Lauren and Stacy, and, and, and I think we were doing our lives in lockdown and suddenly just join Joel just kind of came up and, and then we came up with love Lauren. Um, and then we came up with some great ones for Stacy. <laughs> but yeah, join Joel is always just, it's just a nice scanning hashtag. So I chuck it everywhere. And 
you, you always know if you're if you ever go into a hotel room just after me you'll know because i always i write hashtag join joel in the mirror after i've had a shower and i do it at home and my wife kicks off me all the time i actually <laughs> we were painting our landing i've got a photo of it somewhere i saw him dig it out and post it but I was, um, we painted our landing and uh, everyone's bugging off downstairs. I know I should do, should I make a cup of tea or get something or get brush out of me. But I, I, I painted on the wall, join Joel, a big hashtag, join Joel across the landing. And Emma was like, we're rolling this wall. And I was like, okay, cool. She, you've used a paintbrush. And I was like, yeah, she's, I was going to bloody stay out. I was like, nah, that'd be fine. I'll brush it out, brush it out. Um, and if you look at a certain angle in our landing, if you look at the end of our landing at a certain angle in the light, you can quite clearly make our hashtag join Joel all the way along the landing, it's like 10 foot, um, which I thought was brilliant. Um, and then recently, I've just somebody said to me the other day, I, I was meeting some of the actors for Prison Break, I, I rocked up and um, was chatting to Stacey and Ellen on the courtyard and a couple of our duty managers and um, uh, one of the actors came up and she needs to be said, oh, I'm really sorry, I just need to ask. I'll Stacey something. She's like, oh, I was like, that's cool, that's cool. Um, she's like, I'm really sorry, I, I, I don't know who you are. And, I, and, and Stacey was like, oh, don't worry about him, he's, he's, he's nobody type of stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm just Joel. Like, that's it, I'm just Joel. She went, okay, just Joel. Um, and she carried on. And it, it was great because like, we, had, we had a little conversation. I just then I wandered off down to the restaurant and it was nice. I was chatting to this lady who had no idea who I was. And I was like, I'm just Joel. And, I think she, I think she thought I was probably the maintenance guy, um, and you know I, I got no problems with that. It was nice just to be me. Um, so anyway, this whole episode was supposed to be about entrepreneurs are born and not made. I think I've probably talked about twenty minutes and I've not got to the bloody subject. I'm probably avoiding it because when I talked about it a couple of weeks ago, I found myself going down a rabbit hole. If I do that this time, I'm just going to cut the episode off. I'll publish up what I've done so far, and we'll go from there. Now, I'm going to put a little caveat out there. This is not meant to offend anybody, upset anybody. It is my belief, it is my view, as it stands right now. That's not to say that in a few days' time or a year's time, it won't change. One of the things I love about being an entrepreneur is the ability to take new ideas, new concepts, change opinions based on new information, new facts, new knowledge, new perspectives, which is why I love just chatting to people about all sorts of shit, all sorts of shit. If you get into a conversation with me and I ask you about something you think might be controversial, you know, politics, religion, anything like that, it's not because I'm trying to be difficult or cause an argument or a fight. I am absolutely interested in your opinion. If I ask you a question, it's because I really want to know your opinion because that helps further my knowledge and my understanding and my perspective and other people's perspective and helps my growth and helps my journey. That's why I ask questions. Um, I believe entrepreneurs are born and not made. I believe entrepreneurship is in your DNA. It is ingrained into you, in your body, in your makeup, in your foundation and effectively in your soul rather than something that can be learned, taught, or developed. Now that's a big statement. Some people will agree with it, some people won't, and that's fine. I'm gonna explain my reasoning behind this. I love the word entrepreneur now, and six years ago, I didn't, but now I do. So I've changed my opinion on that. I refer to myself as an entrepreneur. This entire podcast is called Entrepreneur Life. That's what it's about. I am an entrepreneur. 
I'm not going to go into the specifics of what I think that word means because I just that's not where, where, where I'm going with this, but I'm sure that might be some of the questions that come out of this podcast. I believe that the things you experience in your life, the situations, how you deal with them, absolutely carve out the person you become and they, they change your journey based on the decision you make, obviously. And that's not different for an entrepreneur in the sense of the decisions I've made in life, the choices I've made, the directions I've gone, have built me to be a better or worse entrepreneur. And the more I learn, ideally the better I become at it. It's not always the case. Sometimes I go backwards a couple of steps, sometimes I go forwards a few steps. It's a journey. Um, But I don't believe you can become an entrepreneur. I don't think you can just wake up one day and decide, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Any more than you can just wake up one day and go, hey, I'm going to be a, a star athlete. I don't believe that you can train yourself to become an entrepreneur any more than you can, ah, this is a difficult one, train yourself to become a star athlete. I think, and I'm going to use star athletes, I'm going to use people at the top level of their game. You know, I'm talking about the Williams sisters, I'm talking about um, Ronaldo, I'm talking about the Lewis Hamiltons, I'm talking about, um, uh, you, know, you know, elite sports people, Conor McGregor, for example. These people, right at the very, very top level, there is something in their DNA that pushes them harder than everything else. And it's, I don't think it's a behavior. Yes, their experiences in life will absolutely have had an impact on that and probably have helped to just let them dig a little bit deeper. But fundamentally, I think there's something rooted deeper than that, hardwired, that just allows you to push that little bit further, harder, stronger, faster, whatever you want to see. And I think that's the same for entrepreneurs. and this is probably where the controversy is going to kick in to a degree, because I think, and, and, and again, I, don't, I say this with, with, with a little bit of, um, a bit tentative about that, I guess, but I think being an entrepreneur is similar to sexuality in the sense, and this is where the last podcast went south, um, in the sense of you don't choose your sexuality. It's not like you wake up one day and go, okay, I'm gonna be heterosexual, or I'm gonna be homosexual, or I'm gonna be bisexual. Sexuality, I believe, is ingrained into your DNA, and it is who you are. It's you as a fundamental person, deep-rooted inside you. You don't choose your sexuality. What you can choose is whether you act on it, whether you suppress it, whether you hide it, whether you shy away from it, whether you push back into it, accept it, own it, that's your choice, not what your sexuality is. And I believe that's the same with entrepreneurship. You are an entrepreneur at your very core. Whether you choose to act upon it, whether you choose to start your own company, and entrepreneurship just isn't about business, but whether you choose to drive that forwards or not, that's the choice that you can make. You 
can't choose to be an entrepreneur or not be an entrepreneur. And I would argue that entrepreneurs fundamentally are leaders. You could make a case to say every great leader in our history, in the history of the world, is an entrepreneur. Now there's differences about what, what a great leader is. Um, you know, we will all have different concepts and ideas of who's been great leaders and who hasn't based on our you know, individual experiences. So I'm not going to go into that. But I do think that's you know, a, 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 a clear thing. I think that what happens is the decisions that you make in life and what you learn and how you go about things make you a better entrepreneur or not a better entrepreneur, not as good as you could be necessarily. And I think those people that have really excelled, you know, really, really successful entrepreneurs have made lots of good decisions, lots of right decisions. They've obviously made lots of wrong ones as well, but lots of good decisions over time. Those have compounded to become huge successes in whichever way you might look at it, however you might deem a success. So that's how I see it. I think business people, businessmen and women, that is something that can be taught. You can go to university, you can do a business degree, you can come and do an internship with a business. Hell, you can come and work with us and I will show you how to run a business. Absolutely, I, I can believe I could probably teach pretty much anybody how to run a business um, in the same way as I believe I could teach anybody how to boil an egg. They're different skill sets, don't get me wrong, but it's a taught skill. And I've got lots of people in my organization that are really good business people. They can run businesses and they've learned to do it and they do it very, very well, but they're not entrepreneurs. There is a difference between the two. And I think we confuse entrepreneurship with businessship um, or business people in that, in, in that way. Um, and I think that's the common um, confusion, misconception. And that's where I kind of come at this from. Um, now it was interesting because I, I was listening to, I can't remember whose podcast it was, but I was listening to a podcast the other day and, and they were having a similar conversation. They were saying that they actually disagreed and they think that entrepreneurs can be, you know, are, are made, not born. And one of the things that they kind of put was, you know, when, when entrepreneurs say, hey, we're born and we're not made, it's because we want to be set aside ourselves from others. We want to have that badge. Um, and we want to you know, be able to say we're kind of better or we're something special. And I disagree with that. I think that's, that's, the, that's the opposite of entrepreneurship. I think our true entrepreneurs, actually, they don't really care about the fame if they, if they are you know, known. They don't really care about the money. They're all about the journey. You know, that's what we do. It's, it's all about the journey. And it's really easy to say, when you've got money, oh, well, the money doesn't matter. You know, if you took all the way type of stuff, you know, I'd be fine because it's about the journey. Um, and, you know, that's easy to say, uh, especially so these people don't, they, they, you know, don't, are never going to lose that kind of wealth. Um, but I think with, you know, when you really get down deep into it and you look at all the entrepreneurs that you see and that you listen to and you speak to or you hear and you watch and, you know, they all fundamentally are coming at it from exactly the same position or they've all got the same outcome. They want to share their experience so other people can learn. I don't know any entrepreneur out there at the moment who's talking and showcasing and sharing is doing it for their own benefit. They are doing it, they might get a benefit from it, don't get me wrong,
but I believe their root cause, their root reasoning, their root belief is sharing experience to better other people with the fundamental thoughts, beliefs again, that by doing that, the world will become a better place. And I, I have to believe that's true. Um, I do. And that's, you know, I picked this up on episode two. That's the whole reason for TCG is to help. That's my why in TCG is to help people to su succeed in achieving their goals, to support that. I want to be able to look back because I always say to people, this is, this is a classic Joel saying, we are all going to the same place. The destination is the same for every single fucking one of us. We are all got the same destination. I mean, maybe not Elon Musk. Okay, let's 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 put him to one side. He's probably going somewhere different. But the the other seven billion people in the world, we are all going to exactly the same destination. Uh, we don't know when we're going to get there. We don't know how we're going to get there. But that's where we're heading. The journey is what it's all about. It's all in the journey. What you do daily, and you know all the small things you do that build up and compound to become the big things. But it's all about the journey, and, and you know I'm not going to talk about life and you know the, the existence and the, how lucky we are to be here and all that. Again, there's plenty of things I don't. I think Ricky Gervais covers that really, really well, and so does Stephen Fry and Professor Brian Cox and people like that. Uh, both from a science, a religion, a nature, and a perspective sort of point. There's some fascinating stuff in there. Um, but what I do think is that, you know, like I say, fundamentally, it's about trying to improve the world. And I want to get to the end of my journey, whether that's, you know, in 60 years time. Although personally, I hope it's closer to 80 years time. I'd love to live to 126. I don't know why I picked that number, but I picked that number a long time ago. My goal of life is 126. Um, it might be that I only live another 10 years. It might be I live 40 years. It could be I live you know, 10 days. Who knows? But what I want to do is at the end of it all, I want to be able to look back and I want to be able to say, I made an impact. I made a difference and I helped others. And that is a huge, huge why for me. And I think that, again, is part of that entrepreneurial spirit, is part of the entrepreneurial behaviours, but that is ingrained in my core. Don't get me wrong, my work ethic has been learnt. It has been, you know, I have learnt my work ethic. And I started that from a young age watching my mum. And I know entrepreneurs, they're pretty fucking lazy. I do, I do know some pretty lazy entrepreneurs, but I know some ridiculously hardworking entrepreneurs. And I would put myself in that bucket. I know some really intelligent entrepreneurs. I know some really stupid ones. And I would put myself in that bucket. Um, and you know, everything in between, because you do get a range. So it's not that you have to be a certain type or style or kind of person, because that's not what I believe entrepreneurship is. It is born, not made. Whereas with business people, you can get smart business people, you can get stupid business people, you can get hardworking business people, you can get lazy business people. It doesn't matter because it's it's a learned skill. Um, and if I take it back to sport, I could learn. I, I, I'm not great at basketball. I'm going to use basketball as, as the example today. I'm not great at basketball. I think I know all the rules. Um, it's not a particularly English sport, so if we didn't play it much at school, I can dribble a little bit. I can probably you know 
Because if you look at my legs, all the wind do a couple of tricks. I can spin a ball on my finger and I can shoot. And I know, you know, I know how to shoot. I'm not particularly good at it, but I can do it. But if I spent hours and hours and hours and hours practicing shooting, I could become really good at shooting. I could learn that skill, but I will never be an all-star. I will never be an NBA top player. I will never be at the level of Jordan, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, you know, uh, Kobe Bryant. I will never get to that level because fundamentally, and I'm probably a bit old now, but that's just not ingrained in my DNA to, to be like that. I want to be the best I can be, but in the world that I'm in. And I said to somebody, uh, it was about a week ago now, maybe, maybe a little bit longer, and I said that, you know, I'm never going to be the top sports person in the world. I'm never going to be able to do this. I'm never going to be able to do that. And I accept all those things. I said, my power is in my head. And that's really important for me because I was told at school, that, you know, it was, I, was, I had some supportive teachers. I had some lots of supportive teachers. I wasn't an easy student. But I was told that, you know, I, was, I wasn't particularly smart. And, you know, I wouldn't amount to much and, and, and things along those lines. And I remember my careers advisor suggested maybe I'd be good at, at being um, collecting bins because, you know, I had, a, I had a good work ethic and I wasn't particularly intelligent. And it was a solid job. And it was a solid career. And, and you know, that would, that would be fine for me. There's nothing wrong with, 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 being, um, with collecting bins. My feeling on it is that my, my real true skill set my real true ability to help people and to change the world and to support that. And when I get to the end, I can turn around and say I made an impact. Is it my head? It's my brain. It's what I have to offer. And I'm not saying that sports people aren't, but when you come back in, you know, a hundred years time, people will still be talking about Michael Jordan. They'll still be talking about Ronaldo. It's why I'm still talking about Steve Jobs. You know, it's why we talk about Kobe Bryant and, and you know, lots of other people because they pushed back into their true ability. I'm gonna use ability, not skill, because I think skills are something that you can, you can learn. You can, you can acquire skill as you practice, but your true ability is, is rooted core into you. But I'm going to leave you with this and I'm going, to, I'm going to finish the episode. I relate, I, I use three things a lot. I, I do like three things. And I relate entrepreneurship into, into kind of three fundamentals. You have your head, which is your intelligence. You know, you, you see where you want to go. You can see the end goal. You might not know the journey, but you can see the end goal. That's where you're going. Your head is focused, okay? You have your heart, which is that, I guess that belief, that love, that passion, that, that true cause, that reason why you want to do that thing, you know, that's, that's in your heart, that's the, that's the emotional driver behind it. And then you have your stomach, and your stomach is that drive, it's the deep, deep down in the pit of your stomach that burning piece of you that I can't explain. I, don't, I, I just, I can't put it into words. If you know, you know. It's that thing that just says, get up, do it. When you're beaten, when you're down, when you're battered, when you've been trashed, destroyed, damaged, fucked up, screwed over, and you're 
on the floor, bleeding and bloodied and fucked up, is that thing deep, 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 deep down inside of you that just says, get up, keep going. And that's rooted deep, deep into your stomach. And I know loads of people that have one of these things or two of these things. But the only people I've ever encountered that have all three of these things are what I would refer to as true entrepreneurs. And I don't just think that's business people. I think that's exceptional leaders. I think that's, you know, anybody at the top level of what they do has that rooted cause. And you don't have to be at the top level necessarily. That's the achievement you get from just being able to push so hard and so far. Um, but I think that's fundamentally it. I know so many people, I have these conversations all the time, more of these conversations than, than anything else. Oh yeah, I, I'd like to do that, but I don't. And then I hear the reason why. And I never listen really to the reason why, because they're always just excuses in my mind. And there's, there's, there's a million of them. I've heard fucking tons of them. Uh, and I kind of tune off now to, to those, to those, what they give as the reason. Because to me, if you're saying you're going to do it, or you would do it, not even if you would, if, yeah, I guess if you're saying you would do it, but you're not doing it, you're not an entrepreneur. It's that simple. It took me ages to start my first business, not because I wasn't an entrepreneur. I'd always said I was an entrepreneur. I always said I, was, I wanted to own my own business. I just didn't know what I wanted to do it in. And that's different. I was still finding my why. I was still finding my path, but I knew it's what I wanted to do. I just wasn't quite ready to walk it yet, but it was still ingrained into me. So that's kind of where I'm at with episode three. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. I really, really would. Do you think entrepreneurs are born? Do you think entrepreneurs are made? Do you think what I'm talking makes any kind of sense? Am I just talking shit? It's been a long bloody day. I do a 12 hour day. I'm just, just gone past the 11 hour mark today. So it's been a beast. I've just bashed out two podcasts. Um, so, you know, is this making any sense at all? What do you think? I'd love to hear your opinions. I'd love to have some conversations about it. Uh, leave us a comment. Let me know. I promise I'll respond to them. Um, subscribe if you can, if you want to. If you'd love to share the podcast, I would love that, man. I'd, like I said, I'd love to spread it far and wide. Hey, I just want to travel the world and speak on stages to 200,000 people. Uh, don't get me wrong, I would enjoy doing that, but I would only want to do that if I felt that I was offering value to other people. And if I wasn't, I wouldn't want to do it because what's the point? Like I want people to get value from what I'm talking about. So let me know what you think about entrepreneurship. Born, made, love to hear your opinions. Thank you very much for listening. Um, I'm going to retire now and do a little bit of work before I go and pick up Delaney at, at 10 past nine. This has been episode three of Entrepreneur Life with me, Joel Campbell. And I am an entrepreneur. <laughs>